We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. for me i just want to get it out there it's the caller's birth of my first uh born uh, was actually wednesday you know he's my son because he planned it perfectly between the two sons games <laughs> um, and uh so finally get home the first thing i do is i get to watch this game and it's you know nice nice way for it to start well, congratulations, brother! You sound like uh, you sound like you've been you've been going through it in in a great way. So, congrats, man! And uh, and you know what he did? He what he did is he saved you. He said, "You know what? I'm going to come into this world and I'm going to give you another gift. It's going to be the Warriors beating the shit out of the Suns to snap their uh, 18 game win streak or whatever the hell that they had going into this game. So, just total domination in the second half. I mean." Uh, not maybe not the best performance of the season, or was it the best performance of the season? I don't know. Either way, this was fantastic. Yeah, man, uh, th- it was a it was an all around fun game. I kind of suspected the Warriors would bounce back pretty strong after yeah. uh, Tuesday's just ugly second half. No other way to put it, really. And um, just so many so many good things. You know, you know what my favorite part of it was though. Mm. Mm. The Suns, it, it was just, I mean, it felt like the 2017 or 18 Rockets with like the foul baiting oh, on the Suns side. What was the final foul differential? They got, I think, 20 more free throws, something in that range. And doesn't matter. Still lost by 20. <laughs> it was, yeah, let's start there. Um, this is a big part of the story today. Uh, uh, but it's what well, I think we, I thought we had gotten this out of the game this year, uh, this season. I thought part of what this season was about was kind of not allowing the type of fraudulent basketball that we've watched for the last few seasons. And, and tonight it was, I just, it's a lot of it's Chris Paul, you know what I mean? Like when it's, when Chris Paul is the tip of the spear, when he's the head of the snake, you know, the team is going to be who he is, right? Like you watch Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder doesn't do any of this stuff if if Chris Paul isn't the leader. And then you're watching this. I think Suns fans kind of get confused sometimes because they don't they don't get why people don't watch them or talk about them. It's because they're not fun to watch. They're a great team. 
Sam, right? They're a great team. Really, really good. But damn, they're hard to watch. And we saw yeah, that. Get, get healthy soon, Devin Booker. I, I didn't <laughs> realize how much more you and Jay, he made the Suns until I watched him without him. Um, you know, they're shorthanded, but Warriors could say the same thing. You know, uh, a certain Clay Thompson hasn't played oh. at all this season. So I think, I think anyone who's, who watched both these games would say they're the two best teams in the West right now. And if, yep. if things keep going this way, we're looking at a rematch come playoff time between these two teams. Uh, and that'll be really fun. Hey, we might even get to see them both full strength on Christmas in three uh, weeks. Uh, I think Booker will be back. Pretty good chance Clay will be in lineup, although, you know, we kind of assume he won't be playing full minutes. But but either way, man, this is looking this is looking like we're looking we're we're going to a spring showdown between those two teams and, and yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, this is a Western Conference fight. It just, just unless the Lakers make a big trade or, or Jamal Murray, Michael Porter come back or Kawhi Leonard comes back healthy, this is the matchup. Um, and, and honestly, even if those guys were healthy, these two teams are so good that they, it could very well still be the matchup. And uh, and I just, like you said, I'm so pumped up. I want to see, I don't know if the Warriors play the Suns again after Christmas. Um, I got to take a look at the schedule, but I hope they do because if you can get Clay, you know, semi in shape, I mean, his agent t- said today that he could play 25 minutes if he wants, but like if he can get in shape by, if they have a matchup later this season, I need to see it, man. It's the Suns defense is incredible. But the next big thing I want to talk about, Sam, is, uh, is Draymond. You had a great tweet that I just, just passed out of the timeline. Uh, and you said, it's just unfair to have Draymond play the same team twice in a row. Um, because of the adjustments that he could make. And today was, dude, that was incredible. What he did, that was performance art. Yeah, I feel like everyone walked away from Tuesday night's game going like, man, Steph, four for 21. Well, that's not happening again. He's going to have the bounce back game. And he did. I thought I thought uh, eight of 20 for 23 doesn't really do justice for it. Like Steph had a great first half and kind of just played a team game in the second half. It wasn't, you know, it was for Steph that was like a, a B minus a B performance, but like in general, he did what he needed to to win, but you could have said the same thing for Draymond. I thought Aiton had a good amount of success against the Warriors in the first game. Draymond called it out in the post game press conference said like, Hey, yeah, he, he kind of got what he wanted. We got to make some adjustments. We got to do our work early. And, and that's what they did. Um, I thought Looney actually played pretty good defense on him early. I thought Draymond played phenomenal defense on him. They, they denied him the ball. They had him catching the ball in uncomfortable positions. He got 23 points, but honestly, most of it was working one-on-one against Draymond. Seven for 16 for 23 points. I think Warriors take that every day of the wow. week. If, if, the Suns, if the Suns' plan of attack versus the Warriors is to have eight and go one-on-one from the mid-post, it's a win for the Warriors. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we called this after the post in, in our in our last podcast, our last green room. Yeah, he ha- he made an impact, but it, it's not something that bothers you. And you know, it's especially not something that bothers you in a postseason series. Now, I do think part of it is, hey, D-Book's out, right? So they don't, just don't have anywhere else to go. Um, they have no choice. They, they, they need to... Uh, they need to play through uh, Aiden because there's just, well, what is it going to be? Cam Johnson? It's going to be more Jay Crowder. Chris Paul, look, he has some flashes of effectiveness, but Sam, like you look at him out there and Chris Paul looks old. Like he's just, he's like, that's what happens when you're 37 years old or whatever he is, right? Like he just can't do it all game. So 
Um, that that's part of it. Uh, what he I love. To- yeah. yeah, he wants to be he wants to be a passer and almost a role player on offense. He doesn't want to have to be the guy no. that gets twenty five points at this stage. He should, I mean shit, if Steph's that old, it's gonna be hard for him to do the same thing too. So so yeah, like you said, hopefully Debo comes back healthy. But Draymond, just special stuff. How many times the night did we see him uh after a screen go up against the guy, uh fake fake uh fake contest and then drive back to Aiton? Uh, to get a steal or to break up a play because he knows that it's an alley-oop every time. He knows that lob is coming. We saw him do it three, four times tonight. Aiton's not, also not moving him in the post, right, whenever they try to go one-on-one. I have never seen anyone outside of maybe Zebo, right, move Draymond in the post, maybe LeBron a few times, right, during those finals matchups. Like, outside of that, nobody moves him in the post. So anytime you see someone try to post Draymond up, it's beautiful. We, we love that. So um just i don't know and, and he made a three he made a mid-range shot i mean just a special game all around from Draymond tonight he after what he played like in the first game uh this this is a good this is why he's the best absolutely um also want to shout out uh, juan toscano anderson and gp2 Ooh. 17 points for for gta uh 19 for gary payton the second i don't really think that does justice for the way they played um juan had his worst game of the season Tuesday. Uh, looked indecisive, was just as bad as Draymond and Steph with the turnovers. And I thought he bounced back, uh, set the tone with that dunk early in the game, if anything. Yep. I yep. thought that, like, when he uh, when he threw that one down, on was on JaVale? Yep. That's where I was like, yeah, they're not losing tonight. Because <laughs> you, you felt it in the crowd. You saw everyone going. It was just kind of like, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to send a message uh, after Tuesday night's game. Um, only one turnover for him. So it was just kind of, he played way more decisive. I thought, uh, I thought the first game, it was like, he was, uh, he was being timid. And this game, it was like, nah, dude, I'm just going to play my game. Going to be aggressive on 20, you know, 110 miles per hour all the time. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Usually when he plays that hard, good things happen. Yeah, right. Like, and we talked about that too. Like, Juan's not Andre Godala. Like, that's not who he should try to be. Like, in terms of, in terms of the mindset, the mentality, that's not who he is. He's Draymond. Like, he needs to be playing at 150%. He's not the guy that's calming stuff down. He's not the caretaker. He's, he's not the dad, not that, like, they're not that Andre type of style. It's, I'm going to go dunk on someone. If I get an open three, I'm freaking shooting it. Or on defense, I'm hacking someone if someone's getting to the rim. Somebody's getting fouled hard. Or I'm picking up full court, right? Like similar to GP2, GP2 is a little more quiet. But like JTA, if he's not playing that style, he shouldn't be out there playing. And tonight, like part of it now, part of it is it's it's he's playing at home, right? And role players are always going to be a lot better at home. Um, and and he made a three tonight. And then if you want to talk about GP2, who I think when you put those two guys out on the court and they're making an impact, usually the game's over. Because they're just making an impact that just – it turns an eight-point lead to a 20-point lead. It seems like they've done it three four times this season, right? Like when those two guys on the court, they they make defensive plays that are – like they make pick-six defensive plays, right? Yeah. And, and you watch like Andre, he's kind of a pick-six type, but he's more of like, hey, I'm always going to make the right play. Like Looney, like they're not, they're not like super volatile variance defensive players like that. They're more like, I'm always going to be in the right place. I'm always going to make the right play. But with GP2 and JTA, they can turn a steal into a dunk like in a second. Yeah, G- and GP2 looks like a premier like <laughs> shutdown NFL cornerback where it's just like, don't even bring it around me. And then he just picks it to the house. Like he's 
he's funny because like before the season, everyone's like, well, he can't shoot. He can't do this. And he had shots tonight, but like people are going to give him open shots until he hits them consistently. Uh, but man, he just changes the energy of the game every time. Like every time it, you have to play him. The, the numbers don't even matter. It's just like when he's in there, the energy changes and it's a big dunk. It's a steal. Uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's all, it's all those things. He's just, I don't know how Steve Kirk can keep him out of the rotation. He has it, to be honest. He's like, yeah. the season started with Damian Lee being ahead of him, which made total sense. Damian Lee, good player, knows how to play in the system, uh, shooter. But GP in some ways has catapulted him where you're just like, yeah, I don't care if it's too many defensive players. Like that guy just makes an impact and I'm out there. Yeah, he's, I mean, GP2 played well in the first game too, right? Like, because Chioza tonight, bless his soul. Uh, he's played well and he didn't play badly on Tuesday, but he was out there in street clothes tonight. And it, I just, I, it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny because, you know, Clay, uh, Steve knew that he shouldn't have played Tuesday, but just classic Steve. You know what I mean? Just give him some run out there. And tonight it's, uh, it's back to GP2 and he shouldn't be sitting down. And then when he hits that three, I mean, he got into rhythm tonight. He's missed his last eight or nine, I believe. Uh, but yeah. his three doesn't look bad. JTA's three does kind of look a little like, eh, a little doesn't funky. look great, a little weird. But GP2's shot looks nice. Um, so, you know, here's hoping that he can kind of keep that up. Uh, another guy we want to chat about really quickly is Andrew Wiggins. Um, he had 19, a little bit of a quiet 19, but uh, he looked healthy. Uh, he looked healthy yeah. and he was, he was aggressive. Not many bad shots tonight and good defensively. He started off on CP3. So all things good for Wiggins, I think. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can safely chop up uh, Tuesday's game to back yep. spasms because he looked. He looked like the Wiggins we've seen the last three weeks, just energetic and um, not limited physically. Got to spots, hit open shots. You know the thing I've been noticing about Wiggins is just like if his feet are set, I almost feel like it's automatic. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Like he's. I, you know, I, he had a pretty one off the bounce in the mid range today, but like right. in general. You know, we want to limit those with him. Uh, but like catching it in the corner, feet set, it's in. I feel good about that shot every time, you know? Yeah. And um, that's, uh, you know, credit to Wiggs because he's built, he's fitting in perfectly exactly to what this team wants him to do. He's not trying to create too much. He's just trying to get to spots, finish plays, and play defense. Just, huge turnaround from <laughs> what people thought of him when he came from Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, all things, all things considered, uh, this game tonight was, uh, was kind of a mirror image of all the games that the Warriors have been winning this season. Um, the Suns tougher team, um, but you know, a uh, team that was uh, the end of a back to back. Let's, let's, let's kind of, let's kind of be clear. End of a back, second end of a back to back. Mikel Bridges dislocated his finger. Um, came back and they came, came back in. Came back in, D-Book was out, and and so they were kind of running on fumes a little bit. But I think there's a Warriors team. It kind of didn't matter if they were fully healthy or not tonight. It's just one of those defensive efforts that the only reason why the Suns didn't lose by 40 is because they just got 20 more free throws, right? Like the Warriors outplayed them from minute one uh, all night. So it was one of those games where, yeah, that's – that's I, I just – I need this series in the Western Conference Finals. Man. I need it. I, I, I need it. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with the callers now. That's my, that's my main takeaway now. Great, great bounce back game for the Warriors against the Suns. Can't wait to see these guys in the spring. All right, brother. I'll see you soon. Take care. Get some sleep or not. <laughs> Congratulations, man. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to some. Uh, I, I think I could go down the line here. Let's get to everyone. Hey, Ryan, hey, what's, what's up, brother? Nothing much. Uh, CP3 and the Suns play the most Republican basketball, so it's very <laughs> fitting that they play in Arizona. Uh, first off, <laughs> uh, secondly, Monty Williams has essentially shown us his playoff defense over these last two games. I don't think they can play much better defense. So, us beating this defense. Without our counters is very encouraging. And then also, uh, Jay Crowder is legitimately a scrub. Could we talk about that uh, Bush League push in Clay Thompson? Um, yeah. I was thinking about Clay Thompson because JTA. Jay, yeah, yeah. But JTA. That, it, that, those are fighting words, what he did. That was ridiculous. And then he has the nerve to go complain afterwards. Yeah, so. Overall, just we got a B minus Steph game and we blew them out by 30. If we got a C minus in Phoenix, we probably beat them by 10. So just very encouraging. Yeah, no, I hear you. Thanks, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for calling in, right? A couple couple things. I, the Jay Crowder stuff was ridiculous. I mean, he's he shoved JT from behind uh, when he had no chance to make any type of play. Javale kind of did the same thing in the in the beginning of the game too. Um, and then he had the nerve to kind of say, ball don't lie when JT misses a free throw, just ridiculous behavior. Um, just something you don't need as part of the game at all. He should have gotten, should have gotten another flagrant. I don't know what it was. You, you don't need that in the game. Now, in, in terms of Phoenix's defense, they are good. You know why they're good too? They're, they're good because they understand they're like any playoff defense that scouted the Warriors a million times. They know exactly what the Warriors want to run and they're not going to allow the off ball stuff to happen. 
Um, and what I want to see more is counters in terms of if they're not going to let Clay get uh, step. Wow, Clay. Wow, he is really close to coming back. If they're not going to let Steve, uh, Steph, uh, get the off-ball action, plant some guy at the middle and have Steph cut out the other one. Um, for 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 uh, for uh, flare screen uh, screen. So we'll see. Um, doesn't seem like Steve is 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 too worried about it. He's not doing any playoff stuff yet. So all right, next man up or woman. Hey, John. Hey, yo. Uh, I told all you we were going to smoke these fools. I mean, like, they let us hang in that game when Seth had, a, like, an F-minus game. And, and, and we and we hung right in there with them. These, this team isn't that great. Now, they might be some <laughs> of the best competition in the West, but they're flawed, just like the Warriors are flawed, which is why we don't have to worry that much about them. It's gonna, it will be a good series, whether it's in the West Finals, if it's in the semis. It's going to be a good one. The rest will kind of make it seem like it's even, but I, I'm not worried about these guys. And this is this is what we saw, right? We saw them trying to grift their way into getting back in this game, and it ain't happening. And we ain't gonna let it happen. And when we're at home, our role guys are gonna play better. Can our role guys play better on the road? I don't know. Hopefully they do. And if not, if we get a good game from Steph, it won't even freaking matter, and we'll smack them right out of the playoffs, and we'll have a chance to march our way through and hopefully get to the finals. And that's what I'm hoping for. I think everyone should be stoked about this game. It was great to see GP2 just dunking over fools, JTA posterizing someone. It was just awesome. If Crowder wants to cry over stuff, so what? If it pisses the Warriors <laughs> off, even better, because a pissed-off Steph is a great step. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I appreciate you, McWalt. Now, now, one thing I do want to point out is is uh, Andre Godal is not playing either, right? So part of it, I think, D-Book – he booked in play out there today. What his offense does, it allows the Suns to just layer on after that. I mean, part of what the first option for the Suns was tonight was either a pick and roll with with Paul and Aiden or an Aiden post up. Those aren't first. Those aren't first option offenses for for a good team, especially one that wants to make the finals. Uh, so D book's going to help, and the Warriors are going to have Wiggins to put on him. But I think Andre Iguodala is someone that's going to need to. Uh, uh, he's going to he's going to be a huge factor uh, in the playoff series. What's up, Eric? Hey, sorry. I don't know when it kicked over and cut me out. It's your uh, your boy GSW Reddit. <laughs> oh, it, we in, oh, you are. We were down in Santa Cruz today. Yeah, hey, appreciate you jumping on. Um, well, Kaminga, I just saw at twenty seven today. Uh, what, yeah, so what 20, happened out there? Yeah, twenty seven for him, twenty one for Moody. Uh, Kuminga looks good, man. I think he plays his best basketball when he's coming downhill. Um. I mean, he's so strong. Like, I mean, they're they're really hurting uh, size wise. Like, they've got a couple mm-hmm. guys that are out. Moon Bay's out, and uh, Jordan Bell's out. So he's playing a lot of center. Um, but I mean, he like when he gets rolling down through contact, um, the dude is like he's stacked for sure. You got a scouting report for us uh, of him and, and kind of his game and what he looked like? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, he's big bodied for sure, and he's so much more athletic than everyone else in the court, and it's just super obvious so i think that uh his biggest his biggest pitfall is these careless turnovers yeah um it's like he's making the pass quicker than the rest of the team is reacting he's got to slow that down a little bit i know there's been some concerns about his hands catching the ball um that Mm. was not an issue tonight at all i mean this is a game in which uh the santa cruz warriors were super undermanned and were playing from behind um but they won the fourth quarter pretty like resoundingly and uh it was off the back of like and with back-to-back dunks, we tweeted one out, a little reel that was pretty fire. Saw that. Um, Saw that. Yeah. 
no, how, good, how'd the good shot, how'd the shot look? He, I saw he made a couple threes today, too. Good. I think he shot four for five. For no, me. I'm a little shocked. And I got to say, when he pulled up the first time, I kind of groaned. Like even, and then it went in. I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm glad it went in, but I was like, that's that's not where I see his game. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's where he sees his game because he was getting looks and he was knocking them down. So huge. Uh, it was huge. good. I haven't had a chance to check. I'm going to watch the replay of uh, Golden State's game tonight. I didn't, I didn't see it, but oh man, some of what you guys are saying, it sounded like a good one. I know, and and you, and I know you went to check out uh, Clay Thompson practice the other day as well too. Um, yeah, w- but what the the scrimmage wasn't open to public, was it? So so you no, were able to wasn't. watch. Yeah, how did he look? Yeah, so you could kind of get some peeks. Like they put a big like black um, fabric in front of the front doors, but you could kind of see in. And he looked like he was running full speed. Um, when they let media in, uh, he was he was doing shoot around. And everything that we heard from the guys down there, and it didn't seem like lip service, but they were pretty pretty clear like no he, he's moving really quick so i actually had a sit down with uh with um an orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. talking about coming back from injury like that and the big risk with someone like clay is like structurally his achilles should be good to go like uh-huh. it's not weak it's not at risk of of re-rupturing because of how it was connected um the big issue is going to be his conditioning overall because when you see guys in the nba playing at that full contact, they're really tempted to kind of um, to like cheat with their body mechanics to achieve the things that they're used yeah. to achieving. And if the conditioning's not there, they will put themselves in compromising situations right. where all the surrounding structures are compensating for the stuff they're used to doing. So it's probably going to be really frustrating to Clay's psyche because they will always pull him out before he feels like he's at his limit. And he's right. Like he could go more and they just won't let him. They won't be able to let him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the one of the, the the huge things for for Clay coming back is if there's one person that's going to be uh, not scared uh, of re-injury of just kind of playing through it, it does feel like it's Clay Thompson. Um, sure. And the report coming out today to say his agent saying that he could play 25 minutes. Today. I don't know how much to read into that, but it is kind of it, it is it is everything seems optimistic, right? Like it I, seems I think like it'll be reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 25 minutes, I think it's pretty reasonable. Uh, a quick James Wiseman update, though, because I know people mm. want to talk about the game tonight. So when looking at his meniscus repair, I mean, I don't know specifically like the ins and outs of his repair, but when you look at the recovery window for these things, it's usually a seven to nine months, and everyone's kind of somewhere in between there. Um, and he's at about seven and a half months right now. So we're, we're I think we're on track with his recovery as far as him coming back. The risk is that like when you have an injury like that, when when they're evaluating the recovery, you can't see that on imaging. Like the tissues that have been damaged will always look altered in imaging, probably for the rest of his life. So it's not like you can take an X-ray of it or an MRI of it and be like, oh yeah, now it's healed. It's solely based on how he feels as he's performing. And if he is performing and then he has soreness and swelling, that's a little bit of a setback. So it's pretty beneficial. To, to kind of slow play the ramp back up process. So I think, unfortunately for him, we've all kind of tied Clay and Wiseman yeah. together as far as who's coming back first, why is he back, what's wrong with him. And it's two different injuries on two very different timelines. So I actually think if Wiseman was going five on five in scrimmage now, I actually think that that would probably be fairly aggressive as far as bringing him back in. So I think we just Amen. got patient. As long as he comes back healthy, you know what I mean. That's that's all that matters for a guy that's twenty years old. Um, yeah. You know what I mean. I mean I, so I met him briefly. Yeah. 
uh, outside of the Santa Cruz where I stayed. And like the dude is, he's big, bro. Like, he's he might big. be the he, he might be the biggest dude, if like top two percentile largest dudes in the NBA. Yeah, and like and the deepness of his voice is correlated with his height. Like <laughs> the dude is freaking big. <laughs> Great rapper too. Oh man, well Eric Jet, GSW Reddit. Yeah. I appreciate you calling in, man. We, we we need to hear from you more often, and uh, and uh, go enjoy the game because uh, this yeah, is a yeah. good one. You're gonna love it, man. We appreciate the work you do, brother. Thanks, brother. There's a couple of us on that account too. So my boy Perks of these walls, he's uh he's the stats guy. He's he's the brains behind the operation. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love well, it. Thanks, my guy. Try safe, man. Take care. Right, bye. GSW Reddit. All right. I remember under Sam and I doing a, an AMA with them. We probably should do that. It was in the middle of COVID. We were bored. Good times. Bernardo. Hey, how are you doing? Um, What's up, brother? So, my biggest takeaway out of the two Phoenix games is the defense. The defense holds up pretty well. Even in the beginning of the first game, when Booker was was going, he, he was scoring, but the, the, the Phoenix offense didn't look that much better. And for me, like, remembering the, the, the playoff series during the dynasties, sure, People gave the Warriors trouble defensively, and I think the team that gave the Warriors most trouble defensively was OKC in that series. But you right. need to score against them. You need to score. You need to be able to score. And like Houston was able to score for a while in 2018. The Cavs were able to score. Even in 17, they were able to score against them. And I don't know if this team, if this Phoenix team, can score against the Warriors in the playoffs. Like I, I don't know because. In in the in those two games, they had trouble scoring. Basically, the the best so option point. throughout. Now, they, now, they, now here's the, the thing: they are missing their best score. Yeah, but the even in the beginning of the first game, they didn't look good, particularly good against the Warriors. Like, and the thing is, Booker is their best scorer, but. He's an individual scorer like Kyrie or KD. He doesn't right. he, he doesn't change the offense structurally. He gives them another punch. But my point is their offense doesn't work against the Warriors. Their off-ball stuff doesn't work. The screams that they use uh, in the weak side when CP3 is running a pick and roll doesn't they don't work against the Warriors. So my sure they miss Booker, but Booker is a just like he was against Milwaukee, like right. he was, he, he was scoring forty a game, and it didn't matter because the offense was stagnant and they and, and it didn't work. And it's almost like the Warriors when Steph can't wreak havoc off the ball. But the difference is Steph is one sure. of the ten best players of all time, and Clay is one of the two best shooters or five best shooters of all time. And I'm I'm sorry, like Booker is not that, and and Paul is not. The ISO right. player that he right. was in Houston, basically. Yeah, no, that's I, my I, point. I, it's a great point. Um, it's a great point, and and thanks for calling, in Bernardo. And a couple points though. I, he's right. Um, D book is the type of player he's not going to. He's not going to change the way your offensive scheme is going to be played. But here's the thing: those are the guys that are going to be most effective in the playoffs. You mentioned Kyrie Irving. He's a re- he's the reason where yeah you know what he's gonna do and they're gonna go isolation but guess what he's gonna get the bucket anyway it's exactly who D book is those are the type of players that can get you big baskets that's one of the reasons why hey like the Warriors in 2016 17 they could have ran that team back and they probably make it to the NBA finals and they could have won that thing 
But when they picked up KD, one of the biggest things, I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's amazing. But one of the big things was KD could just get a bucket anywhere. Going to the hole, mid-range, three-pointer, fadeaway, doesn't matter. He can get all of it. And that's what Deep Book can do. I agree, though. I do think the offense that the Suns run, it's not, it's not amazing. It's something that I do think the locked-in Warriors defense, especially with Draymond, Iguodala, JTA, GP2, all these guys, like they should be able to slow it down. But in a playoff series, in a tight game, going up against Deep Book, it's always going to be a problem. All right. Uh, we got a couple callers left. Um, if you guys still want to call in, go ahead. If not, I'm going to end it after these next two. All right, Zach. What's up, brother? Hey. How's it going, uh, man? I just want to start by saying I hate Chris Paul so much. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, and I was very disappointed in Fitz tonight because what's the point of having Fitz if he's going to say it's well officiated while you're getting yep. shooting whistle? Yep. Where, where was he? I, so it was disappointing. I felt like Fitz was going to come in at the end of the game and say, and say like, after all this, after the Warriors getting outshot from the free throw line 35 to 5, they still win by, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was going to say something like that, and he just, I don't know what was going on. Like, did he not take the right meds this morning? I don't know what was, was he hung happening. over? Yeah. I don't know. What, what, maybe, he, maybe he's reading Twitter. He knows that people people's not happy with his stuff, so he's changing it. That's I don't know. Joe Lakers not telling him the right stuff. Time? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got anything else for us? No, that's it. I'll, I'll get up. Just a great uh, day all around. Kaminga going off in the G League. Oh man, Good I appreciate touch. you, brother. Uh, thank you, Zach, for calling it. Yeah, the fit stuff is. Uh, uh, come on, Fitz. Let's do better. Let's do better. Uh, we we need the we need the a Homer fan Joe Lake up Muppet Fitz uh, moving forward. Hey, Kessa, how's it going? Hey, um, such a great game. One thing, I just want the Suns fans to stop saying we didn't have D-Book because we didn't have Clay Thompson either, <laughs> you know. To me, that cancels it out, and it's the same thing. <laughs> but also, I think tonight we just did, like, a really good job defending Chris Paul and um, pushing him towards his left-hand side because I think he struggles with that side where, like, if you move him to his right, he's going to make every single mid-range you give him basically <laughs> and I think my biggest takeaway from tonight was just the role players playing really well like JTA and Nemanja Bielica because last game they were pretty terrible and this game was just a big step and then looking forward I think it's fair to say that whoever have a home court advantage will probably win the series just because Ooh, you think when so, you huh? look yeah when you look at the game structure compared to last game phoenix were better because that role players play a whole lot better bridges was amazing tonight i think he was okay i don't think he was that great i know his right, finger right. was injured but he was he was okay and then cam johnson i mean campaign he couldn't hit a shot until like the fourth <laughs> quarter Right. So I think whoever has the home court advantage will have the best chances of winning that series. So yeah, and also I just I just want to say one last thing. Yeah, I just want to see a game where Curry and Pooh have a nice night because I feel like they're seesaw. <laughs> but one's up, the other's down. Just imagine tonight if Pooh had a nice night, like this would have been a blowout from the start. Yeah, struggle. So I just want to see that one day. All right. I hear okay. you. 
Nick, so thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate it. So a couple of great, great points there. Also, pronounce Nemanja Bialica perfectly, which nobody does. I don't think even Fitz does it. So uh, maybe she should be the uh, the announcer. Um, yeah, I, I think with the um, with the uh, let's start let's start with the uh, the home team, uh, the home crowd. It sounded like Chase was out tonight. Um, I know a friend of the show, Jordan Ramirez, uh, who's at every game said the crowd was incredible um, and has been that way all season. So yeah, I think home court advantage is going to matter. I mean, one thing we got to always remember is role players play better at home, right? And the Warriors have a lot of role players. The Suns have a lot of role players. Um, it, it, there's not really any super teams out here in the, well, besides the Lakers, but you know, they're just terrible. Um, but there's not, not many of these super teams. And a lot of these guys have role players, especially, uh, especially the Warriors. So they're always going to play better at home. Um, and I think that that's going to be important, especially in a playoff series. Uh, especially compared to what you watched tonight. So let's keep going here. We got Jake. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm all right. I mean, great win tonight, great team playing. Uh, Love to see the ball bouncing around. The only negative I can think of, and Uh something I've been thinking about for a while, is just when Draymond's not on the floor, a good big like Aiton can kind of kill us a little bit. And there were a couple of times when Porter was matched up on Nimbelli too, where it just, it, it, it felt a little shaky to me. And I'm just wondering if, if there is a big defensive center out there who at least doesn't, doesn't have to have a shot, but can just stop. It doesn't, the ball doesn't stop with him. If that's something that might be available on the buyout market. this. Oh, Hey, if you listen to Fitz, there is one guy. Don't forget about him. Big Jimmy. I, I personally don't think Wiseman can hold up to that. That's that's not what I hope. Uh, not not on Aiton or Jokic. That's what I'm worried. About. Not not at this age, right? And and I think that's that's. I agree with you. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. I, I think the Warriors needed a. It, it's not that they need him to close the game or to, or to play long stretches, right? I'm with you in terms of this particular matchup. Looney's not going to hold up, and we know that now. And I think that's something – and, Jake, thanks for calling it. I think that's something that um, – it, it might not kill them, right? This They had Zaza Pachulia um, um, previously to kind of soak up those minutes. It might not kill them, but I do think that it's not going to be pretty the first six minutes of every half. And uh, in a playoff series, I think maybe when it gets to a game four or game five, when it truly matters, I think they're just going to run Draymond 35 minutes at the center position if it comes down to it. Oh, see whether he can last that long, right? But I, in in terms of the buyout market, I, we you just kind of have to see. Um, I think to kiss us for one point that I forgot to make previously is, is her point on Steph and, and Jordan Poole um, playing well together. Uh, to, it feels like those guys are playing very similar styles at this point. I think Jordan Poole has kind of really stolen the way that Steph plays in a, in a good way. Um, and I think that it, it's always hard to get both guys to play the ball. Jordan Poole is not really an off-ball type of player. Um, Jordan Poole is more of an on-ball pick and roll, and he can play off-ball. He can shoot threes off-ball, but he's best when he's in rhythm and has the ball in his hands. He's not Clay Thompson, and that's why I think with Clay coming back, it's actually going to make life a little bit easier for Jordan Poole. He can just play off the bench and just play with a James Wiseman, not a James Wiseman, just play with the bench and just handle the ball. Maybe actually with James Wiseman, but as long as he has the ball in his hands, he's always going to be a little bit better. We saw that against Detroit. All right. Ooh, yes, Shick. What's up, brother? How's it going? Good man, what's going on? Yeah, I was actually just sharing, listening to you in the background. So <laughs> good to know that my voice is emanating in someone's showers. It's good to well, know. Now you know. Light years is <laughs> everywhere. 
Uh, what you got for us? Yeah, anyways, I mean, it's a good transition from the pick and roll talk with Paul, I think. As clearly his role is kind of a creator slash hybrid combo guard where he's like um, still a threat to shoot and create his own shot. But I think that'll work pair really nicely with Wiseman. Yeah, I, I think that's... I think that's the next step in, in it's hard. It, it's hard when you're a young guy. It's hard when you're a young guy and you have to learn how to play off ball unless you're already an off ball player, right? Like JJ Reddick coming into the league, Duncan Robinson coming. Like those guys have, are used to playing off ball. Steph Curry, and he's one of a kind where he's always been playing off ball, but he's also got a handle to go along with it. But someone like Jordan Poole, um, a lot of these guys, they just they want the ball in their hands, especially your guard. You want to go for 30. You want to get shots up. If you're going to miss, you want to be able to have an opportunity to play through it. But I also think that Jordan Poole is learning a lot quicker than we give him credit for. He's made some nice passes. He doesn't take the same crazy shots that he used to. And I think the trajectory looks great for him. Tonight, he had a decent game, right? He's not always going to have great games. He's 22 years old, especially in an environment this, this pressurized, right? National TV against a second best team in the nba so um no nah, he's got a great 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 uh great feature in front of him and um the warriors are to what 19 and 3 going into tomorrow against the san antonio spurs um my ears podcast we will be back either tomorrow night or uh going into monday um as we always do so i appreciate everyone jumping on uh, we'll chat soon Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.